This is the Big Church Podcast. Happy Mother's Day, moms. Wasn't that the sweetest gift you could ever get? Having your kids speak like that about you. Can we just give all of our mamas some love in the house today? We know that you guys do so much. You carry many titles. You're a cook, a taxi driver, a counselor. You're our banker and our accountant. You're the maid, our laundry person. You are our teacher. And if we have siblings, yes, you are our UFC referee. Moms, we just love you today and honor you so much. But I know there are some wannabe moms out there that you've been praying and you've been believing that God's going to give you a baby. And I just want to challenge you today. Keep praying and keep believing because he hears every one of your prayers. Our very own Leanne and Tommy, will you wave to us? I want to share a little bit about their struggle, and they know it so well. Not only did we have a very difficult time getting pregnant, but we also had three miscarriages in a row. We both had tests done, and doctors couldn't find anything abnormal. We tried a few different medications, but they didn't help either. It got to the point where we knew if it would take a miracle to have a baby without IVF and other fertility treatments. Nothing against those, she said. <laughs> they just weren't in the budget. But after being married 12 years, we got pregnant with Asa without any treatments and during a time when we weren't even trying. There is something about just trusting the Lord. And when they gave it up to God and said, okay, we're not even going to try. God steps in. And I know story after story after story that that has happened to. So I want to just encourage you today to keep praying and keep believing. And you know, some of you have lost children. I've had close friends this year lose their children. And I can't even imagine the void that that would be in their heart. And some of you... lost your mom like I did this past year. And you know, I've had a really hard week and I didn't think that it was that. Sorry, mom. I know you made me strong, but you're worth it. And all week, I thought it was the move, and I thought it was uh, being in three different directions. I thought it was Pastor Ridge. I thought it was just the weight that I was carrying. But really, when I sat down, I had procrastinated all week, even thinking that it was Mother's Day. And when I sat down last night to write the post, 
I've just been emotional ever since. So I want to tell you, if you still have your mom, make sure that you're spending quality time with her. Love on her. Because we're not promised tomorrow. And I remember walking into her house. One good thing that happened from COVID and quarantine. I got to surprise my mom on Mother's Day last year. I took a bouquet of flowers. And um, we walked in. If you follow me on Facebook or Instagram, you saw the video. It's quite hilarious. Um, but we walk in and we're quiet. And we walked in right at the time that I knew she would be watching online. And as I walked by the refrigerator, she had a note on there that said, Mindy's bringing the word at 7.30 on Saturday and 11.30 on Sunday. And that already got me emotional. So she did in her normal style. She threw us way off. We walk in with the flowers and we go in to say Happy Mother's Day and she didn't have a shirt on. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> so she lightened the mood. But, um, you know, I want each and every one of you to know no matter what you're feeling, no matter what you're going through, no matter your joy, no matter your struggles, God is right there with you. So let me pray over you mamas right now. Father, I lift up every mama to you. I thank you for the years that I had my mama. And I lift up everyone sitting in this room, those of, the, the, those of them that are watching online. And God, I ask that you would bless them. God, that whether they're chasing around the terrible two and three toddlers or whether they're perplexed raising a teenager or whether their grown kids are driving them crazy, God, we just ask that you would give them grace and mercy and love to continue. God, we pray for their strength and their patience. And God, that today and every day that they would know that they're loved. And God, I pray over us that we will do a good job loving our mom as well so that we can leave a legacy of love. In Jesus' name. Well, I want to pose a hypothetical scenario to you today. You have to choose who is going to raise your one and only son. Would she be famous, mature? Would she be educated? Would she be beautiful? Would she be wealthy? Is she going to be a pop block and drop in it? pop star or is she going to be a CEO or a movie star? Who would she be or would she be a 13-year-old virgin? I want to preach a message called Raising World Changers. Do you all know that that is what we call our big kids, world changers? And so today I want to speak to the mamas and let you know that you are raising world changers. And dads, dog parents, cat parents, plant parents, spiritual parents, don't tune me out. Because there's some things that you can grab a hold of today and run with for the rest of your life as well. 
So would you all agree that being a mom is stressful? Okay. And dads, you can relate that being a mom is stressful because you have to come home to her after work all day. <laughs> it is stressful. But there is an old saying that if, ain't, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. But can you even imagine the stress of raising Jesus, Emmanuel, the Savior of the world? Wow, the only perfect one. But little old Mary, age 13, was chosen to raise the ultimate world changer. Andy Stanley said, your greatest contribution to the kingdom of God may not be something you do, but someone you raise. I have five lessons we can learn from Mary about raising a world changer today. And the first lesson is you have to know God's voice and obey. An angel appeared to Mary and said, whoa, Wait a minute, don't be afraid. You're going to conceive and give birth to the Savior of the world. You're going to name him Jesus. And I know you're only 13 years old, and I know you're a virgin, and I know that it's not even the man that you're engaged to's baby. But you know what? No big deal. It's going to be okay because God chose you. And I'm sure she was like, come again? What? I am going to give birth to the Savior of the world. But although Mary was not married, and although she was 13 and a virgin, and although people were going to talk about her, and although she was confused, she knew God's voice, and she knew she had to obey it. Listen to what she said in Luke 138. After all that, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you said about me come true. And then the angel left her. When was the last time that even though you were stressed, even though you were scared, even though you were overwhelmed, that when God told you something, you said, I'm going to do it? As moms, we absolutely must have a close relationship with Jesus because let's face it, we don't know what we're doing. I remember when I first had Kagan and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just listening to what everybody else said. But had I listened to God, I probably wouldn't have made as many mistakes. But we're too busy getting advice from this person and that person and this person and listening to the hospital. And can I just tell you, the hospitals have these new moms scared to death. I was talking to another mom the other day and I'm like scared about everything. You can't breathe on them. You can't do this. You, oh, if, there, if this happens, there, that means you might need to take them to the, to the emergency room. We need his help. And his guidance. We need to have him wake us up in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. When our kids are in harm way. I want to share a real life story from one of our moms, Carol Davis. She said, on the morning of October 9th, 
I had an overwhelming sense to pray for my son Jude, who was in Iraq. I didn't know why. I just knew I had to. In the midst of a church service, we gathered around and we prayed for him. And later that week, we found out that he had survived a horrific incident from being blown up by a suicide bomber. Him and his whole team walked away from their Humvee. What if she hadn't had a close relationship with God? What if she hadn't known God's voice? What if she hadn't obeyed? What if they wouldn't have come together and sought the only one that could give that answer and protect? It really is, mamas, the most important lesson we can learn from Mary to be close to God. And then be obedient when he speaks. The second lesson is to know that part of loving your kids is correcting them. There's a story in Luke 2, and I know you guys know it, but Mary, Joseph, Jesus, and some others from their city had made the trip to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. And after it was over, you know, okay, what do we do after church? We get together, we go on back to our home, right? Yeah. And when they got home, they couldn't find Jesus. They were in a panic. They were frantically, oh my gosh, I just lost the Savior of the world. The one that I was entrusted to raise, and I can't find him. He was actually missing for three days. <laughs> Can you imagine the stress of that? Uh, I'm sorry, God, I lost him. <laughs> so they went back to the temple, and they found him chilling with the religious leaders and priests, asking all, all, the, all kinds of questions and just trying to learn. His parents were like, son, why the heck did you do that to us? <laughs> Can you imagine? Okay, I got to correct Jesus. Uh, we were worried sick. When we get home, you're going to be grounded. Listen, you may be the savior of the world, but as long as you live under this roof... <laughs> You're going to obey what I say. <laughs> but can you imagine correcting Jesus? Mamas, can I pastor you for just a moment? I know that we're more nourishing, nur, nur, nurturing, sorry. We're more nurturing and we have the softer side. But it is so important to bring correction to our kids. The Bible says in Hebrews 12, 6, that God corrects those he loves. So are we really loving our kids if we let them walk all over us and do whatever they want because we're afraid to bring correction because if I bring correction, they may not like me. They may not call me their best friend. So what? God gave you the title, the role, and the position to parent your children. You are the one in control. 
And can I just tell you that the problems I see with kids today is because they're the ones in control. Not at big church. Y'all are killing it around here. But it's what I see. And kids, you're not off the hook. If you're a teenager or you're a kid in here, I, and, and even an, an adult kid, I'm going to pastor you for a minute. You are commanded commanded in the Ten Commandments to honor your father and your mother that your days on earth will be long. It is the only commandment with a promise. Everything else is thou shall not kill, thou shall not steal, thou shall not, 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 not. But this one says, when you honor your father and mother, you're, you're going to live longer. It's the only commandment with the promise. All of the rest are just telling you. So what does that look like, kids? I know you're going, okay, so how do I do that? It's respecting them when you talk to them. It's what you do in front of their face and behind their back. You know, I remember the one time that I thought I was going to be cool in front of my kids and kind of talk nasty to my mom. It happened one time. She's like, you are not going to talk to me in front of people like that. But what, how, I, and then I saw other people doing it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, what a jerk. You think you're so cool, 13 years old, talking to your mom like a dog? And it gets other people thinking differently about you. Another way that you honor them is by not arguing with them when you don't get your way or throwing a fit or giving them the silent treatment or on and on and on. It's hanging with them and spending quality time. It's being honest with them. Moms, dads, it is so important to correct them. It's a good thing. The third lesson that we can learn from Mary is to believe in your kids. Mary knew that Jesus had a purpose and she encouraged him to step out. She believed in him. You know, she gave him that little nudge when he performed his first miracle at the wedding reception. They had run out of wine and Mary went over to Jesus and said, hey, Jesus, you can do anything you put your mind and your hand to. So you, they've run out of wine. You want to hook them up? And listen to Jesus' response. And this is so like our kids' response sometimes. Dear woman, that's not our problem. My time has not yet come. But his mother believed in him, and she told him, do whatever he tells you. And isn't that what we need to do as moms? They might be going, you know what? I don't think I can be the president of the world. I know it was a goal and a dream, but I can't. And no matter how big it seems or how small it seems, believe in your kids. I remember Terry Eck told Trey from the time he was a little boy, you're going to be a preacher. 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 And Trey, did you always believe that? 
But she believed him in him enough to, to call it out, to call it out. And guess who's preaching to you next week? My boy. I'm telling you what happens when you just believe and speak life into your kids and into their futures. And sometimes, you all, you have to believe in them enough until they can believe in themselves. Some practical ways. Mamas, how many of you are like, okay, I need some practical ways. Okay, you say believe in them. Okay, I'm going to believe in them. But how do I do that? What is? What are the steps to do that? One, speak life into their goals, even if you don't agree with them. Be intentional about showing interest and asking questions and support them no matter what. You know, my son Keenan a few years ago, told me that he was um, going to do special warfare with the Navy. And I was like, ugh. My whole insides was like, please, please don't do that. But what I did is I, ac- I, I asked questions. I was interested. I didn't want him to do it, but I didn't want to turn him away and let him think that he couldn't do it. And then when he was in hell week... Guess who he called for prayer? Because I didn't poo-poo on his dream. I believed that no matter how hard it got through Jesus, he was going to be able to do it. And by the belief, you know that song by Bette Midler, I wanted to be the wind beneath his wings. (laughs) I'm not singing today. Sorry. I know you want me to, but anyway, fourth lesson is don't play favorites. Oh, I know this one so well. Not because of my kids, but because of my dogs. (laughs) I have a favorite. I mean, I've got the angel dog, Coco. She's my favorite. She's perfect. She does nothing wrong. And then I have the demon child, Coda. And it is abundantly clear which one is my favorite. (laughs) But how do you not play favorites when you're raising Jesus? LOL. (laughs) I mean, Jesus. I can just hear the dialogue. Mary to James. How many times do I need to tell you not to do that? Simon, quit picking on him. You're going to be in trouble. Leave him alone. Judas. Come here, I'm washing your mouth out with soap. But I can also hear the the brothers to mom, to Mary, saying, what about Jesus? He never gets in trouble. You think he's perfect. Well, (laughs) but truly, you must remain neutral and love each of them. One thing I learned about my four boys Even though two of them are more alike and the other two are more alike, all four of them are different. And I had to learn by spending quality time with them, getting to know them as a person, how to love each one of them. And a funny story, I would always hang with my kids individually as they were growing up. We'd just hang, and I'd ask questions, and and we'd have fun, and we'd go to their favorite place and all of that. But I would tell each and every one of them on my one-on-one with them, 
don't tell your brothers, but you are my favorite. (laughs) And the crazy thing is they never told their brothers until they were adults. And then we were sitting in a room one day and was like, I'm mom's favorite. Now, she told me I was her favorite. But how cool is it that my boys grew up their whole life feeling like they were my favorite. The fifth lesson and the hardest lesson of all is to be there for them, especially on their hardest days. In the gospel, it says that Mary sat at the foot of the cross, watching Jesus be nailed to it, watching him take his last breath. Can you imagine? But she did not leave his side. She was there for him in his hardest moments. You guys, our kids don't need us to say, I told you so. I knew that wouldn't work out. I knew you would end up in trouble one day. They don't need us to do that. They need us to be there on their hardest days. They need our love, our unconditional love. Yes, you messed up, but I love you. You know, the Bible says in 1 Peter 4, 8, that love covers a multitude of sins. One of our Our missions here at Big Church is to love every single person where they're at. It's not our job to fix them. That is the Holy Spirit's job. But our job is to love them where they're at. And that is what I've taken on with my boys. I'm going to love you where you're at and trust you to Jesus. They're not mine anyway. They belong to him. Today... You may feel like you're the one that needs the love as a mom. And maybe you've been going through some really hard days or weeks or months. And maybe you're a mom that's struggling to have hope in having a family one day. You've had miscarriages like Leanne and Tommy. You're having trouble getting uh, pregnant. Maybe you haven't been the best mom. And you feel like you need some of your own healing and restoration. Maybe you need to forgive your mom and have a heart-to-heart with her. And maybe you're a mama that's sitting there believing for your son or daughter to come back to the Lord or for their salvation. No matter where you are today, you're not alone. God sees you, he knows you, and he wants to love on you today. You just need to have a talk with him. I'm going to ask you all to stand. And I'm going to ask if you're a mom or you're desperately desiring to be a mom, I want you to come up and flood the altars, because I want to pray over you today. And you guys, I've left some extra time here at the end on purpose because you're raising world changers. 
And so I want to take some time. Come on up. Come on up. We, I don't want anybody in the aisles. I want everybody up front. Scoot all the way to the front. Thank you, Jesus, for our mamas. Thank you, Jesus. Father, right now, you know what every single mom has on her heart and has on her mind. You know what keeps her up at night. You know what breaks her heart. You know the stress she's carrying. You know that she beats herself up for saying that or doing this. You know that she feels spread so thin. And that like she's not even doing a good enough job. Today, Father, we bring every one of those situations to you. And we release them. And I ask God that you would fill her with the peace that passes all understanding. That you would fill her with the trust knowing that you're just letting her borrow those kids for a little while anyway. That you've got them. You know where they're at and you who began a good work in them, you will be faithful to complete it. God, I pray today that you encourage them, that you gird them up, that you challenge them, that you get them to the place that you want them. Totally, completely dependent on you. And today, that you do what only you can do in their life. We bless you today. Remind them today that they are raising world changers and they can't mess it up because they're yours. In Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church podcast. We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website, mybigchurch.com. If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville, and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church podcast.